0: Hi there, this is Washington and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for black women on the corporate climb. Hi guys, it is 2023. It's so weird saying that I feel like this is what, year five or six of me recording the podcast episodes with some level of frequency. and usually around this time, you all get an episode from me about my New Year's goals and you know all of the ambitious things that I've set for myself and what I'm hoping to accomplish. And there's a level of reflection on what happened in the year um, prior. And all of those things have happened. But what I realize is that I have not really shared some of my thinking and some of the specific things that I ask myself as I sit and journal and reflect. um, There are a group of friends and I, and this is I think our like seventh year where we've done this, where we have what we call our manifestation getaway. This year was a brunch at my house because we could not get away um, or find time where it worked for all of our schedules. But we would sit down and we would write out, you know, our wildest dreams for the next 12 months, three years, five years. And what we found is that for a lot of the things that were in those letters, whether they were 12 months or five-year letters, those things have come true. And in reading my letter from this year, um, there were two letters that I had. One was from my manifestation group and the other was from a mastermind that I'm in most of and i would say like 80 to 90% of the things in the letters came true um and i think that it's because of the types of questions that i ask myself before i start making my goals or before i start sitting down to actually write out my vision or write out the desires of my heart for um for lack of a better phrase and These are not questions that all originated with me. You know, I read a ton, I listen to a ton of blogs. I am a questions hoarder, right? I believe that the better the questions you ask, the better your chances of actually curating the life, the career that you want. And so I try to be someone who, you know, asks myself really tough questions and really exciting questions, but if you've been around me for any length of time, you know that I'm a naturally curious person and I ask a ton of questions as annoying as it can be. And so for this podcast episode, instead of doing my traditional, here's what I'm working on, here are the goals of the year, here's a revenue goal, here's a career goal, here's a life goal, I actually want to share some of the questions um, that I ask myself or that I asked myself as I started to think through what I wanted 2023 to look like, the type of career I wanted, the type of life I wanted. And yes, I took into account you know, previous years, but literally it's these questions that drove my manifestation visioning letter for, for the year. And so I have 12 of them. And I would say spending any length of time answering these questions for yourself could help you hone in and really clarify What matters in 2023 professionally? And some of this is life stuff, but life impacts career and career impacts life. Also, shameless little plug if you are not subscribed to our newsletter, um, my newsletter goes out every Wednesday. In the word part of our newsletter, I will be answering some of these questions and giving perspective over the course of this year. And so each word will focus on one question. So if you are having trouble or you're just interested in seeing how I think about these questions, Please make sure that you are subscribed to our weekly newsletter um, that comes out every Wednesday called The Weekly Word. Okay, so the first question these questions are not in any kind of particular order. Um, Some of them are kind of like if you can't say amen, say ouch type questions. Um, And some of them are questions that um, I have, you know taking and have like fun with. Because again, one of the things that I've decided is that everything does not have to be that serious. It is not life or death. And so how do I infuse more joy in my life is one of the questions that I asked, but that didn't make the list of the 12. That's just a bonus. You're welcome. Okay, so the first question that I heard that made me really think, and this was an ouch question for me, is can my current habits carry me to my desired future? And when I think about this, I think about what I want to do with the business and the habits that I think about are around my health right, and energy levels. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been having fatigue issues for literally for like two years. I've just started to talk about it. But a lot of that, based on the research and some things that I've tried, have been based around my eating and My exercise habits, right? And so the answer to this question for me, when I you know thought about it, was no. My current health habits cannot carry me to my desired habit, uh, to my desired future in terms of being the kind of CEO that I want to be. And the correlation. So if you want to run a multi-million dollar company, you have to have stamina you have to be able sometimes to work crazy hours, to travel, your immune system has to be able to support you in all of the things that you're doing. And so you know, if you're someone who wants to be in senior leadership and you know that stress and all the things that come with it, your habits when it comes to nutrition and it comes to health, um, to exercise really does make a measurable difference. And so the question is, can my current habits carry me to my desired future? The second question is kind of a two parter, so it's 2A and 2B. So, what can I add? or remove, add to or remove from my career that would improve it. Um, I spent a lot of time working. You guys know I'm building a company. This is our third full year in business. Um, And there are a lot of things in the beginning that I was doing professionally that I I did because I felt like I had to do, right? And so for you all, when you get into a role or before you hit your groove or have established uh, a name for yourself or a personal brand in the workplace for yourself, there are a lot of things that you're doing that may have higher returns um than you know than others but you're doing all the things that are low vibration and the things that are high vibration and so like what are some things or one thing that you could add or maybe remove that would improve your career the third question is am i happy with the life and the career that i'm building right and does my work support my life and does my life support my work um because i think it's important that we recognize that those things are not separate you don't leave life at home when you go to work. And a lot of times you don't leave work at, ho- at work when you go home, right? They're kind of intertwined. And so is my ladder up against the right building, right? Or is am I climbing the right mountain is kind of the question. But one of my favorite quotes, it says like, um, it's paraphrased, but how sad would it be to climb um, the ladder to success only to real- get to the top and realize that your ladder is leaning against the wrong building, right? So that's not the view that you were trying to get. You are trying to get a completely different view. And so am I happy with the life and the career that I'm building and being really honest with- about that? My answer for last year was absolutely yes. I feel like I'm in my purpose. I'm in the work. I love my clients so much. And I know I say this all the time. I love the work that we get to do. I love the impact. I love the DMs about people finding their career homes where they feel seen and valued. And so I definitely feel like I am building the life and the career that I'm going to be happy with. Um, I think in terms of balance, right, how much time I'm spending doing each thing, that's a different story. And so that's what I'm looking at and working on for this year. How can I get high returns still and still have the impact, but maybe have a little bit more time where I'm strategic thinking and actually living life? The fourth question is what is the most neglected, important area in my life or career right now? And this one's hard, right? Because sometimes we're like, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. For me, it's definitely been my health. Um uh, I could probably count, no that's not true, but I'm I'm pretty sure I did not cook as much as I could have, which means that I was eating food with ingredients that I didn't know that caused all types of havoc within my health, but you know, the most neglected but important area for me in 2022 was definitely my health and In 2023, well, towards the end of 2022 and 2023, I started to make some intentional changes and intentional choices, and I've definitely seen a difference. But what is the most neglected, important area in my life right now? The fifth question is, how can I make the most of this year, right? Like, based on all of the things that could potentially happen, what do I have control over that can make this year, like, the best year ever for me? um and i sit and i think about that and i write it out and i dream and i don't let my my voice my inner voice stop me from um being able to to dream big but let's let's think the best case scenario we have 365 days what is making the most of this year look like the sixth question this is also an asked question if someone could only see my actions and not hear my words what would they say are my priorities? Um, and when I think about this, I think about this in terms of my finances, um, being very, very laser focused and disciplined around finances is something that I am, I've been working on and getting better at and all of those things. But if somebody, and this could be at work too, right? So if somebody could only see your actions at work but not hear your words, what would they say your priorities are? And if for people who are in leadership, this is a really important question to ask yourself. Um, I was so grateful when I came across it because that there were times where I could definitely see my actions being in conflict with my words. Um, there are times at home where I can see my actions being in conflict with my words. and so. Um, when it, as it came like pertain to what my priorities were, and so for you, if someone could see only your actions and not hear your words, what would they say your priorities were? Um, the seventh question: If each of my days was only eight hours long, what would I cut out? So I realized that there are a lot of times where I'm doing filler activity, but they're not the activities that actually get me the best returns or that can maximize whatever it is that I'm doing, especially when it comes to work, right? So I will spend a lot of time researching stuff and doing all of these things. And it's like, just make the phone call or just send the person the email or just have the conversation. So if your days were only eight hours long, what would you cut out? I would probably, what would I cut out? All the games that I play on my phone. So I have a lot of brain games on my phone, and I know that they're supposed to be good and all those things. But I spend way too much time on that. I know you probably thought I would say social media, but no, I I have put the timer on my on my phone for um, to limit my social media time. Um, but because social is part of work, it's really hard to you know to manage that. But yeah, absolutely, um, I would cut out the games on my phone. And the eighth question is, is there a better way? Um, I think at work, one of the things that I've been stretched to do more in the last 12 months is um, trusting my team to do things that I used to do in a way that hopefully gets the same or better results, but maybe better for um, the overall company um, in general. So I asked myself of all the things that I'm doing, so growing the team, getting new clients, uh networking all of those things building relationships and based on what i'm doing now is there a better way and one of the things that i learned very early on is that your brain will answer any question that you ask it which is why self-talk is so important and so if i'm doing something right let's say i'm trying to prospect for a new client and i sit and i'm like you know what, is is there a better way to reach this client Usually, if I'm sad, silent for long enough, an answer will come up. Um, I just have to have the patience to be silent long enough and not let my own um, biases or my own preconceived notions or perceptions stop me from hearing the answer or the other options. Um, it also comes with like being coachable, right? So if you have a coach and you're used to doing something one way and they're providing alternatives or things for you to consider not being closed off to that. And so for me, um, this question that I asked, especially around big initiatives, when it comes to you know what we're launching, business development, my team, who we hire, who we fire, um, is there a better way? And then I try to stay silent long enough to hear the answer. The ninth question, um, what is a mistake that I seem to repeat year after year that I always regret, right? And for me, mistake is being kind to myself because i feel like at this point for some of those things they're not mistakes at this point there are choices that i've made year over year that i always regret and so what is a choice that i make year after year that i always seem to regret um and then i try to think through ways or systems that i can put in place to either make a different choice or to decide like this is just gonna be how it is and i have to be okay or I have to learn to live with this desired result. So for example, with my eating, at a certain point, I'm like, listen, when you eat dairy, you crash immediately. Are you going to stop eating dairy? Or are you just going to be okay with crashing and planning the crashes during the course of your day where you have to take a two-hour nap every time you have some cheese? All right? because those are kind of my options. Because um, I have I, no, no shade to the vegans, but I have not met a vegan cheese that I like. I am willing to be persu- I'm open to being persuaded but like I haven't I haven't met it yet so that's where I am with that. The tenth question does the amount of attention that I'm giving this thing match the level of importance that it has So there are times where I am consumed with one little like we're looking at a deck and I'm consumed with the order of the slides consume 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 and it's like are the order of the slides that important? Right. Is someone going to say, hey, we don't want to work with you because in your pitch deck, we feel like slide three should have come before slide four? Right? Storytelling absolutely matters. The flow of content absolutely matters. But at the end of the day, if a partner does not want to work with me because the slides were, you know, out of order or or something like that, like that's probably not a partner that we want to work with. And so there are things that I realize. I was spending so much time on it and they weren't really that important. And so does the amount of attention that I'm giving this match the level of importance that it has? My 11th question is, am I working at the right level? And this question I think is so important for leaders, but also for aspiring leaders, right? Um, for folks who are used to being in the weeds and tactically um, doing work, but they want to be senior leaders or leaders or being seen as as high-performing leaders, you might need to elevate the way that you work. And for the the folks who are um, senior managers who are always micromanaging and always in the details, is that where you are best utilized within your company? Is that why you are getting paid what you're getting paid to be the person who's still in the spreadsheets, right? And for me, it's, it was looking at where in our process with our clients am I still inserted? And if that's where I was best being used. Um, we've talked about kind of my strategy around, you know, how I decide what what my priorities were within the company. For me, that's business development and like relationship building. Um, I think that has the highest returns for the work that we do. And so if I find myself making, you know, spending hours, um, you know, picking out fonts and stuff when we have somebody who oversees marketing it's not a good use of my time right and that's not a level that i should be working at i should be more at the strategic visionary level not at the tactical in the weeds level and so looking at how i worked in 2023 was i work in 2022 was i working at the right re- at the right level um and if not what do i need to do to make sure that i do not repeat that so that the company can end up and my career can can blossom in the way that i see possible And then the last question for this, because I know this is giving you guys a lot to think about, um, is how much is enough? So a friend and I were talking about this as it pertained to finances. Like, how much money do I really need to make? How much money or revenue does the company actually need to generate year over year? How many employees is actually the right number? How many people, like our partners, are enough, right? Because I think if you don't have, what an enough point is for you, the target always moves and then you are miserable. I know a lot of really successful people who are not fulfilled or happy because there is nothing that's ever enough because whatever they're chasing is meant to fill a void or, or something else and that thing can't be filled or, or dealt with with external things. And so for me, it was like, okay, what is your number? At what point can you say, this is enough I have enough save for retirement. I have enough saved for future children. I have enough save to be able to live the life that I want like, what is that enough number? And if there, if for me, if the number, there was no number being okay, not being okay, but just acknowledging that like, hmm, this might be something that you want to dive into a little bit deeper um, because if you have no enough, that can be a kind of a scary place to be and a a sad place to be. And so the number is going to be different for everyone, Um, but at least having that conversation with yourself, or if you're in a relationship, in a partnership, in a marriage, having a conversation with that person and deciding together, right? Like what is enough? What are we actually trying to build? Um, And can we enjoy it? Are we happy with the life and the career that we're building? for ourselves based on what we've decided enough is. I did come up with numbers and I mean, they are still a a bit obnoxious in my opinion. They are pretty ambitious, but I'm okay with that, right? It's not a a number that I feel like has to happen in the next 12 months, but there's definitely a number in the next decade that to me is an enough number. And so that's my eye on the prize. And once that happens, I don't know what happens, but, I will know that I don't need anything else because the quality of my life is not going to improve that much by um, adding more to it, right? Like the incremental returns just are not worth the trade-offs to me, Um, but how much is enough? All right, that's all I have for this first episode. Um, Y'all know that I love to keep the conversation going, so if you would like to continue um, talking about this, One, make sure that you are subscribed to the newsletter. Um, The second thing is you can connect with me on Instagram at I See You Watching or on LinkedIn at Watching Yanu. You can also connect with the company on Instagram at I Choose a Ladder or on LinkedIn at I Choose a Ladder. And until next time, thank you for listening. Bye.